Hello, this is Naked Nerd, telling you to listen to the Naked Nerd Podcast, where we talk about body positivity, news and naturism, and everything nerdy in between. Listen to the podcast on Podbean, iTunes, and Spotify. As I say in the podcast, live nude and be yourself. Stay tuned. Naked peeps, and you are listening to another rendition of the Naked Nerd. I am the Naked Nerd himself. How are you doing, everyone? We are so close to spring. I can smell it. I can taste it. Um, I hope everyone's been doing well, particularly over the last week, where we've had uh, gale uh, force winds. We've had snow. Um, lots and lots of snow, and that's here in Australia. For those of you international peeps, um, so. How's everyone been? So, I've been doing a little bit better um, over the last week. Um, things have gone a little bit better on my end. Um, and I've decided to go back to the gym. Um, when it comes to going back to the gym, it was difficult uh, because I was like, on Monday, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to go to the gym. And then Monday morning, I was like, nah, I, I can't be asked to go... I'm so tired, I'm so cold, but then I needed that push, I needed that push just to go. Um, the good news is, I feel a little, uh, I'm actually feeling tired for a good reason, but the bad news is, my legs, uh, I actually forgot that I actually had legs, uh, need a little bit more time to adjust. Um, but I'm guessing that's what everyone who actually decides to go back to the gym. And again, I am going back to the gym not because I want to be buff or I want to be like ultra skinny or whatever. I'm doing it for me. I'm doing it because I, I need to get into a routine of, of, of self-caring and actually uh, feeling like I'm doing uh, good for myself and actually feeling great while doing it. Now... That doesn't mean that you have to all of a sudden go back to the gym. That's not what I'm saying, uh, naked peeps. I'm just saying that I'm doing this for me. Now, in the spirit of self-care, uh, make sure that you are taking care of yourselves, uh, naked peeps. I am doing more reading. That's right. Um, so, the purposes of this particular episode, I'm, I'm going to call it uh, a naked read. Um... I myself like to read naked from time to time, especially if it's a really good book. And I've been reading quite a few. I've just got started on the prequel to the Hunger Games series uh, called The Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. Um, but I haven't finished it yet, so I'll keep an eye on how that goes. But um, one book that I actually decided to read because I love the movie is Mario Puzo's The Godfather. Now, for those of you who have never heard of The Godfather, or like, what are you talking about? It's only just a movie. Um, so, Mario Puzo's The Godfather uh, was written in 1969. Um, it was, and still is, uh, a really great movie. It's probably one of the greatest uh, mafioso movies of all time, because this is a movie that basically tells the story of 
the family and not just um the mafia term but the actual family themselves so uh, the godfather deals with the colleone family um and it goes into a lot of detail of the operations but also uh really encapsulates the whole idea of family and um loyalty and what happens if you uh, break that loyalty with the betrayal and treachery um it really delves into uh, the characters uh, in great depth. And this is the book I'm talking about. The movie itself, while it remained uh, really true to the book, um, it really missed out on some really big details which really weren't translated well from the book. But let me talk about the book itself. So the book itself, as I said, delves into the family of the, Colli- of the Colliones, or the Collione. Um, an Italian family, uh, and the actual book itself is set just after World War Two ended, so 1945. Um, and this is where it gets really, really interesting, because at the beginning of the book, we see three different uh, perspectives who all want help from the Godfather. Now, not all these perspectives are probably detailed in the movie but the book uh they're really greatly detailed and actually come into the whole uh gravitas of the book itself um because it ends up showing um what the godfather does and his um consequences or unintended consequences of his actions and inactions um one of the big things that i would say about the godfather it's very graphic in terms of how it deals with certain situations. Um, one of the big things that I would say um, is really apparent in this particular book is the use of certain terms. Um, for those of you who are really offended by the N-word, I'm not going to repeat what that N-word is, I would suggest um, try and put it into context um, it is quite an offensive word. In the context of the book, it's just um, using it to describe what these people describe uh, African Americans. But it also uses a lot of, um, I would say, intense uh, uh, visual imagery, particularly when it comes to talking about uh, the sexual exploits of. Uh, Sonny or Santino Corleone and some of the other members of the Corleone family. Um, it also goes into quite a bit of in-depth into things like um, the absence of power or in the struggle of power and the whole aspect of power overall. But I'm not going to uh, entirely spoil the book in itself because for me, personally, it's something that I would highly recommend people reading. And the movie itself, I'd really recommend people watching for a bit of comparison, but also because it's a really good movie. It is a really good movie. Um, in terms of violence, it is quite violent, but not as, I would say, graphically violent and I'm talking about the the film, not so much the book. The book goes into detail, but the film itself, it's not as graphically violent as, say, 
movies of today or uh, things that have happened in the news. I would say the level of violence is... Um, I would even say... I was, I was going as far as say it's quite tame, to be honest. Um, with the exception of of certain um, scenes where uh, there's a, a lot of uh, shooting at one person, but I'm not going to explore that, but uh, you can watch that on your own. But I would highly recommend that uh, people actually go and see, not just necessarily just The Godfather, in terms of comparing the book and the movie. Uh, you should see a lot of movies that are based on books and compare it to the book itself. I myself have done this for books like The Hunger Games, even Harry Potter. I have to say, with Harry Potter, I've done that particularly uh, for uh, the last few books, particularly as there are details in the books that are not necessarily translated into the movies. Um, And it's something that I hope that people tend to have the opportunity of doing. Because, especially with reading, reading is something that helps you to create imagination. It helps you to actually build a sense of uh, patience. Now, in today's culture, we need things now. We need things to happen basically straight away. We need certain elements of plots to basically happen pretty much um, immediately with, with a click of a finger. But books, in general... They shouldn't do that. They should give you the time and the patience to uh, go from point A to point B without uh, worrying about time. But, rant aside, um, I've actually also been reading quite a number of other books. Um, One book I've actually read quite recently, and it's not necessarily a story, but it's actually a really good book, uh, by comedian Kitty Flanagan, who I actually admire so much because she's so funny, and she basically pokes fun at itself, at herself, and the world, and how, um, and how people live in a certain way. Uh, the book that she actually wrote is called Four Hundred and Eighty Eight Rules for Life, um, and I would recommend it. Um, she doesn't necessarily get to four hundred and eighty eight in terms of rules, but she actually says in her book that she liked the number. She liked the number 488, and, um, spoilers, uh, which she actually <laughs> points out not to do, not to say that books have a twist or a spoiler. Um, but I, I digress. The book itself uh, looks into a very comedic way of uh, looking at certain rules. Some rules that I actually think are quite spot on. Um, other rules... Um, may not necessarily apply to me, uh, but apply to other people. But she really makes fun of how the there's these self-help books about how you should deal with life. Uh, but in itself, she ends up making certain rules that actually make sense in a way. And she does this in a very, <laughs> in a very uh, satirical method. Um... Sorry, satirical way, satirical method. I should know. Anyway, um, my point is, she does this in a in a way that pokes fun at certain people's uh, actions. Um, some rules that I think really do apply, particularly when it comes to going to the movies, like turn your phone off, um, when going to uh, museums or galleries. Um, 
uh, one of the rules that she actually made was uh, don't form around the picture. Give people a chance to actually have a look at the uh, at the art itself. Um, one of the things she also uh, talks about is how dark chocolate is not uh, a snack. Um, and I humbly agree with her on that. Um, whether she actually does agree on that or not, uh, that remains to be seen, but, uh, bless her. But the point is, it's a really good book. I would definitely recommend you reading it, even for a bit of fun. It, it may not necessarily apply to you, but I would definitely give that a bit of a read. Um, one of the other things I've been reading is a book called Paper Towns by, uh, a notable YouTuber and writer, John Green. Now, John Green happens to be one of my other favourite writers. He mainly writes for a young adult, uh, for the young adult genre, so basically teenagers, but the actual stories themselves are actually really genuinely heartfelt. Um, now, Paper Towns um, is about... Uh, these teenagers, uh, one particular teenager called Quinton and the other one Margot, and uh, Quinton and Margot are neighbours. But there's a twist. Um, not not really. Um, basically, the story goes um, that uh, Margot moves into the same uh, neighbourhood as Quinton, uh, and they basically are good friends for a period of time, until the teenage uh, stages where they basically drift apart. But one night, Margot um, entrusts uh, Quinton with um, with a, uh, a, uh, a number of tasks uh, to get revenge on certain people that have done her wrong. Um, and uh, Quinton basically... Uh, goes along with it, and it leads on to this big, uh, bigger story where Margot, uh, disappears, and, uh, Quentin tries to look for her using some clues that she has left. Now, the book in itself delves into a lot of different themes in itself. Uh, one of those themes is perspective, and, uh, lack of perspective. Um, for the most part, we basically see uh, the story through the eyes of Quentin, who wants to find um, he wants to find Margot, but not necessarily find her uh, for the right reasons. Um, in the particular story itself, we think of, we think that it's a love story, but it's really not a love story in itself. It's about the perspective of love and what we actually generally. Uh, see in our lives um and it's something that i would definitely recommend people reading i'd also recommend people watching the movie because the movie in itself while remains mostly true to the book has a different ending altogether uh now in itself it doesn't seem uh and the story itself seems like a like one of those typical teen love stories but it's it's really not and it's something that I would recommend people uh, reading. Um, in general, I recommend people reading, particularly now um, when we're at the, hopefully towards the end stages of 
COVID, even though uh, realistically um, here in Australia, borders to um, Victoria and Queensland are not going to be open anytime soon. Um, and it looks like uh, things are not going to really uh, clear up until at least next year, at least early next year. Um, so I'd recommend, particularly if you are bored and you're sick of binge watching Netflix and you're sick of playing video games or uh, just having to go to the shops all the time, sit down and do a bit of reading. Um, it may take a while for you to get into a, into a book, but I would recommend doing your reading. Um, or as, uh, or as uh, in Kath and Kim, Kath would say, keep up with the history. Um, for those of you who love Kath and Kim, I love them. Um, but, uh, jokes aside, I definitely would recommend people to read. I actually challenge people to read one book. It doesn't necessarily have to be a long book. It just has to be one. Uh, one book that you might, uh, that you might like. Or, uh, or one book that you haven't read before and would like to read. Now, I myself have a lot of recommendations. Harry Potter, I'm just saying. But I would also recommend quite a few other books. I would recommend anything written by John Green, including uh, The Fault in Our Stars, um, his recent book, uh, Turtles All the Way Down, which is actually quite a good book. Um... I would also recommend The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Ga Galaxy by uh, Douglas Adams. Even though in itself the book uh, is uh, quite long, as is many stories. Um, now, again, would love to recommend it to people. I'd also recommend uh, you try other books as well, such as To Kill a Mockingbird, uh, Emma by Jane Austen. I'd also recommend... Um, actually, I would also recommend a couple of, I would say, uh, self-help books that not necessarily, uh, might be appealing to everyone, but, uh, the author, Mark Manson, um, has written two particular books. They're very much like self-help, but they actually helped me quite a bit when dealing with my own anxieties and issues. Um, so forgive the language, um, but the books are called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and Everything is Fucked. Uh, those books are by Mark Manson and I would, I would highly recommend, particularly for those of you who are struggling to deal with certain issues, particularly now with COVID. Um, but yes, all the recommendations of reading uh, Naked Peeps because the more you read, the more you know. The more you know, the more you grow. The more you read, the better you feel. Um, so each, each your books for every meal. I, I don't know. Um, now, I would again recommend reading. I'd also recommend reading a couple of children's books. Um, I actually started to reread a couple of Roald Dahl books, um, including Matilda, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and The Witches. Um, and it just took me back to a place where where, where stories uh, just uh, made me feel um, like, like a child again. 
Um, anyway, um, yes. So books, I would re- recommend people just pick up a book. Pick up a book. Um, who knows what uh, what kind of effect the book might have? It might make you sad. It might might make you feel um, feel good. It might make you want to read other books. Oh, the other thing I was, I was about to recommend uh, for horror. Uh, and uh, gothic fiction novels. Um, I would highly recommend anything by Stephen King, including It and um, Eleven Twenty Two Sixty Three, um, which involves time travel. Um, but I would highly recommend it. Now I w- we'll leave it at that for the reading part, um, and let's just go on to talk about a topic that really hits home to me. Now, in the next couple of weeks, it is going to be Are You Okay Day. Um, Are You Okay Day is a particular day where we acknowledge uh, that it is okay to not be okay. Um, and it's something that we should be doing uh, more often than we should, because let's face it, in today's world, we tend to really disregard others because we are really busy with our own lives. And, and that's not the fault of... That's not the fault of you as individual, but we do tend to uh, leave things uh, and others basically away from us. Um, so, with that in mind, um, I challenge everyone just to uh, take a moment, uh, check your Facebook, uh, check people who you haven't spoken to in a while. Uh, maybe you haven't spoken to them in a couple of weeks. Maybe you haven't spoken to them in a couple of months. Or maybe you haven't spoken to them in a couple of years. Take the time just to reach out to people. Uh, who knows, that particular conversation might be uh, rewarding for that particular person that you're talking to. Uh, it might even help you to deal with your own uh, issues of loneliness. I myself have uh, I myself have actually started doing this over the last couple of weeks. I've been reaching out to people who I haven't spoken to in a while. Um, or people who I know have not been having such a great time like myself. Um, because even though I'm not doing as well as I would like, I don't feel, uh, I don't feel like it should stop me from reaching out to others. In fact, reaching out to others has helped me deal with my own issues. Um, and reaching out to others really does, uh, put a positivity... Uh, that you absolutely need in your life. Now, whether you have a Facebook conversation, whether you just send a text saying, hey, how's it going? Hope you're well. Take care. Um, Or if you're having a phone uh, conversation or a Zoom conversation, um, doesn't really matter. Just as long as you try and reach out to people. Um, Who knows uh, what benefits that uh, conversation might have uh, for the person that you're talking to. It might change their life. It might literally change their life. And I know I'm using the, the, the term literally in that particular case, in the context, and I probably shouldn't, but let's face it, changing lives is something that needs to be happening a lot. We need to change the lives of those who might not necessarily be doing well. Um, and in this time of COVID, particularly as we have to keep up with the social distancing and in most cases, uh, keep up with the isolation, we have to remain uh, vigilant of those who might not necessarily have access to people, 
who might not necessarily have the chance to say hello to others, who might not necessarily have the strength to do so, try and reach out. Just try and reach out, even if it's for uh, five minutes, even if it's a 20-minute conversation, even if it's just a simple text, reach out. Um, I'm going to be talking more about this um, closer to the day itself, but I thought I'd just give a bit of heads up to everyone. But I'm doing okay. Are you okay, everyone? Um, but i also like to give a big shout-out to everyone who listened to my uh, previous episode. Thank you very much. Um, I got some really incredible feedback from that particular episode. Um, one person actually asked, um, so uh, does that mean that we need to be uh, constantly vigilant about all uh, naturist or nudist content? I would say be vigilant, but also do a bit of research into uh into any particular website that uh, endorses uh, naturist or news content because if you do your research and if you're okay with that particular website then go ahead and use it. Um, I also like to give a big shout out to the YNOA. I hope you're all doing well. I also like to give a big shout out to the ACT Nudist Club. I hope uh, that uh, those renovations are, are done and I hope that you enjoyed the snow over the weekend also like to give a big shout out to the people at the Skinny Dippers Club over in the USA. Um, I hope that you're doing well and enjoying the lovely summer, even though it is coming to a close very soon. Um, I also like to give a big shout out to everyone on my Instagram uh, feed and everyone who is on Facebook as well. I'm back on Facebook, uh, Naked Peeps, so please uh, check it out um, when you can. And also... Uh, Check out uh, Instagram from time to time. I might not necessarily post uh, anything in particular, but I would uh, recommend people just give it a go. Now, I'm going to leave it at that, Naked Peeps, but until next we meet, uh, live nude and be yourself. And this has been The Naked Nerd. Have a good day, everyone.